We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. No, roll. Uh, roll no, 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 no. <laughs> if the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostap, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am one of your hosts, Ty Windish, joined as always by the saucy Rohan Kadi. Going with saucy after your last pod performance and you warned me up front, let's get bold when we talk play in later on in the pod. So saucy Rohan, how's it going? Doing well. I don't know if anything I ever do is going to top those three rants that I had uh we'll see but uh those those were one for the age make sure you check out last spot if you haven't already yeah uh because it is it is good content I believe uh doing well time the NBA regular season's over it's It's done done. it's finished I cannot believe we are here it feels like just yesterday maybe not yesterday maybe like a few weeks ago that we Sixers win Wes Matthews and all that stuff to start the season and now it's over and as we knew the last time we recorded, the Bucks did clinch the number one seed after that game, so we recorded right after that win. Really, I mean, we have Bucks news to talk about, but in terms of on the court, Milwaukee pretty much punted the last two games, which is not the norm for the Bucks, but also they're not used to having clinched this early in a season. And I think with just the amount of times they've been snake bitten by injuries in the last two weeks. Probably a smart choice. They did have some rotation players. Jay Crowder plays both games. They had a, a, a couple guys in the rotation play the Raptors game, or at least most of the Raptors game. But Giannis doesn't play at all. Drew, of course, Chris Middleton, and, and Brooke Lopez, which I wonder how hard it was to get Brooke to sit. He doesn't play either game. So a lot of Lindell Wigginton, which was fun. A lot of Myers Leonard, which was less fun in those two games. Milwaukee does lose both, although... You know, they made it fun against Memphis. They they hung in there. I think they had a lead at halftime, but... Yeah, they did. Memphis busted it out to 20 points within one quarter, and it was like, yeah, okay, this probably... They're playing John Morant, Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson played until the late fourth quarter of that game. For, I don't know if he's trying to catch Brooke in minutes or what, um, but yeah, some sloppy games, but some fun games. But I think the most important news before we even talk about those games... Honestly, I feel like this has kind of gotten buried. I don't know how many people are aware of it. That's why I wanted to put it up front in this pod because it was like a Chris Haynes report Friday night during an NBA TV broadcast. The report itself was kind of 
he thought the lighting was too bad. He was going to stop mid-report, but they got him to keep doing it. It was a pretty funny clip. But I've got the full quote here, Rohan, and it's actually really positive news. And I don't think we've heard too much outside of this either way, but I'm going to take this as very good. So this is Chris Haynes, who also dropped a great feature on Giannis we may have to talk about this weekend. Chris Haynes all over the Bucks beat this weekend. Thank you, Chris Haynes. But he said he had talked to Chris Middleton, and this was his report after doing so. Long quote. I'm going to do the whole thing. He said, look, it's all precautionary. He feels good. Chris Middleton said he's feeling good. He wants to get back as soon as possible. He expects to play the next game. I believe this meant the Raptors game. So game 82. Uh, That was me inserting that. Back to the quote. But Coach Bud doesn't know what they're going to do the next game. Spoiler alert, if you missed it, they were not playing any of the core four in that game. So Chris was ruled out with the same designation as the game before. Obviously, he did not play. But back to the quote now. But as far as playoffs are concerned, he's going to be out there. He said this is just a precautionary measure. The competitor in him wants to be there, but he understands. He described this Bucks team as being hungry. Felt like they left a golden opportunity out there last year when they couldn't repeat, but they feel like they're hungry. They're ready to get it going. He said it doesn't matter if they're the number one seed or the number two seed. They're going out there with tenacity, and he expects a fired-up club. Rohan, what was your reaction to this Chris Haynes report on Chris Middleton? It was, you can't take it as anything but a positive, right? I know the only other reporting we had gotten was, I think it was Woj or someone at ESPN had said uh, that Chris Middleton hopes to begin his rehab for the next week and hopefully wants to be available. It was Shams. Shams, Shams, because Shams, I think Shams kept people panicking when they didn't have to. This is his new thing. I've noticed this. He doesn't put all the info, even if it's all out there. So his first tweet was like, Middleton has MRI rehabs with hopes to be back by like start of playoffs. He didn't put in there the MRI was clean. It was a precautionary MRI and it came back with nothing. That was not in Shams' report. I also noticed Dwayne Casey announced he was moving to the Pistons' front office. And Shams' tweet, which of course a bunch of people picked up because they have alerts on, Dwayne Casey out as Pistons' head coach. Like that's not really what happened. That's not really – that's like pretty badly misidentifying. And it was all – Dwayne Casey said it. Like this wasn't like it came out in partial bits – like he just said it. He's like, hey, I'm going to the front office. This is my last game as coach. Kind of dirty to really misframe what happened like that. But anyway, um, yeah. Right, that's how all. else are you going to get those AT&T 5G commercials? <laughs> it's got to be ready, man. He needs that nationwide coast-to-coast coverage size so he can, hey, he can post that big news. I Listen, so he can, yeah, just... Just, you know, maybe someday Elon will break the retweet button and then Shams will be ready because he is he is operated like it doesn't exist this whole time. So credit to him. Not really. Uh, but <laughs> but yes, uh, that that news is very, very positive. Um, do you buy it? Chris Middleton, what do you buy it? I buy it. I mean, I it's coming too. straight from the source. Yeah. I mean, it's not like anyone else is uh, like, oh, we're saying sources say this. It's like, oh, by the way, Chris Middleton said, yeah, I'm good. I talked to Chris. He said he's good. He says, yeah, I'm probably going to play the next game. And if you interpret that as the Raptors game, like you mentioned, that's good. That's really good. Obviously, they didn't play. I don't even think Giannis drew with Chris and some others even traveled to Toronto. Yeah, the core guys did not travel. I think everyone out didn't travel. But like Ingles, Portis, Javon, Crowder all played. But I think the other guys who sat out didn't even travel. So yeah, yeah, and it's uh, you know got to spend uh, got to spend some time with the fam uh, on an on an Easter Sunday. 
Happy Easter to all those celebrate. I know that Orthodox Easter is next Sunday. So Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. Uh but uh Happy yeah, it's Easter's just, to all and to all a yes. good day, I guess. Probably yeah, not happy night. Monday. Everyone. Happy Monday too. Yeah. Happy Eurostep Monday. Tax That's day this reason. Friday. If any of oh, you are like me, I haven't done mine yet, so make sure to get those taxes done. Uh yes. But so happy, happy holidays to all. Um tax day included. I didn't mean to I equate to it to all. Just something about Chris. From the source, Chris is the guys Chris, didn't travel. Yes, Chris Middleton is back. He should be back for the first playoff game based on what he's saying, which is fantastic news. We were talking, I remember on our last episode, we were preparing saying, at least I was saying, this Bucks team is well equipped to handle winning games without Chris Middleton. Like that's the mindset I was in. So this is this is fantastic news. You can't uh like I'm very, very happy about this. Yeah. Um it's just it's positive. It seems like the Bucks are doing what they do and then just being cautionary with all their guys. And it's the end of the season. You'd locked up the number one seed in the NBA anyway. So what is the point in going out there and maybe re-aggravating something? Why take that risk? Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it. Um and again, as others have said, the fact that he played for a little while, you know, just wasn't feeling right, came out, and then the team ruled him out. I, I do think it makes sense that it was precautionary and the timing of it being that the very next game was Memphis that the Bucks didn't intend on playing. And then the Sunday morning game, the Easter game, clearly they weren't taking seriously at all because, again, they had no reason to. I mean, the one seed, the best record in the league, there's literally nothing at stake besides a bigger number of wins, which, you know, would it have been cool if Lindell and Crowder and everyone dug out two wins and they hit 60? Yes. I realized I'm not equipped to root for a horrible Bucks team again because – some of these fan bases have to root for losses. And it was like, I was like, oh, man, they're within 11 here. I think they can really make a run. AJ Green went out in the Grizzlies game. And I was like, that's going to hurt the spacing. I don't know if they're going to be able to, like, I'm a sicko. I was way too invested in these wins. I don't know how. And they meant nothing. They meant literally nothing. But uh, I just wanted them, man. Um, but, yeah, I think, I, honestly, we're at a point now where I'm pretty, I feel strongly, clearly not sourced. I, my only reporting is injury reports these days. When I refresh the media site faster than anyone else. But um, I feel like Pat and Chris are going to be able to play, but Grayson may not for game one of the first round. That's how I'm feeling think, right now. I think that's fair. I think that's the the best educated guess you can make with yeah. the available information. Um, especially considering they were saying, uh, Bud was saying, hope if all goes 100% according to plan, Grayson would maybe have a chance to play game one. That's a... That that puts a little doubt on his game one ability, yeah. uh, availability, I should say, especially considering, like I mentioned, this Bucks team is very, very cautious in what they do. They 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 take all precautions necessary. They want the best for and health for their players. So I doubt that Grayson plays game one. Um, I I think Chris and Pat should be should be good to go then. We hope. Do you so. think Chris comes off the bench? I doubt it. Just because, I mean, we'll have to see. It's a, it's an, it's been. I mean, this whole year has been an odd situation for Chris, but it, it wasn't. It seemed to me like it was all tied to his minutes, and it's not like he's been deactivated for like another month here. You know, he goes out of the what with the third. Uh, who do they beat to clinch the one Bulls. seed now? The Bulls. I don't know why I was thinking Raptors. I know that was the last game of the year. He goes out against the Bulls. He misses two games. They're basically off for like 10 days, I think, between the Bulls game and the first playoff game. It will be Sunday, by the way. Probably the earliest game on Sunday. So clear your calendars on Orthodox Easter Sunday. Why are we seeing the earliest? 
That's what the really? that's what the the they put out the, the NBA put out the schedule and they put at Milwaukee as the top slot. It's not confirmed, but that's the way they yeah, lined it up. That, it could change. It could. I, what you think? They're gonna oh wow oh Toronto made it. Let's put that in prime time. I, I think we might we might get shafted in this first round, Rohan. I don't think they're anticipating a very good series. Which fair, honestly. Bucks Raptors might be the first league pass exclusive or something. It's gonna be uh, qui- qu- Quibby. It's gonna be right after the girl with the golden arm. We talked about that on Pod. We don't have to do that again. Um, you can you can watch it both uh, portrait and landscape. This, this, <laughs> this NBA playoffs. Um, knowing how League Pass works, the the portrait mode would just be like it wouldn't be sized at all. It would just be it would either be a little box in the middle of the screen, or you would only see like the middle eighth of anyway. And it would be the only version that worked. Landscape yeah. would be disabled. Yeah. Yeah. What was I talking about now? I don't even know. Bucks I, 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 but I, I don't think... The, or Bucks, I, whoever it is. No, no, it was the, the Chris thing. I, I don't think the layoff would be long enough that he would have to ramp back up minutes-wise. At least I hope not. Um, I'm going to be scouring any practice clips we get from either the team or reporters over this week to see if we see. But I think if he's a full participant in practice, I think he's going to start... Uh, especially because we know Grayson probably is not going to be ready to start. And I feel like you don't want to introduce two new starters, depending on matchup. Like, I think Javon sneaking in there could be really, like, if it's the Hawks, for example, Javon starting for Grayson could make a ton of sense in that series. Get Javon on Trey, and then you have Drew for um, DeJounte Murray. I think that really makes sense. I think Crowder, of course, is an option as well. But I would expect he does. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think it I think that's a fair fair assumption to make. I mean, like you said, the minutes load probably won't be something he needs to ramp up for. It's just I don't know, as long as he's there, as long as he's playing, we've seen even in uh even in the past few months, even if he's not starting, he'll still come in and make an impact. It'll be uh, I don't know. I think it'll be fine, especially considering uh they're gonna be playing a play in team yeah. in their first round series. Just get every everyone good to go. It's gonna be a sweep anyway. Go back to the last <laughs> pod to listen to my rant about that. It's uh it it should be it should be very, very, very easy. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um and if he comes off the bench, I would expect that probably only happens during that first series. There are some people who think that is the ultimate form of Chris in this Bucks team. I am not one of them. Chris is not the sixth best player on the team. He should not come off the bench. I just it's that simple. When he's able to play enough minutes, which hopefully that will be the case right away. The other Chris Haynes uh Bucks reporting on Giannis, a, a fascinating he just grabs Giannis, asks him about MVP. They were gonna just do a walk and talk. And Giannis like pulls him into the back friends and family room of the Bucks facility, basically says, I'm pissed off. I need to sit down if I'm gonna talk about this. Have you read this thing, Rohan? Yeah. It's good. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes is he said he would not mention anyone else to steer clear of any perceived slights. He also said this, quote, but it doesn't even matter. He said um, two of his MVPs he won were his two worst statistical seasons. I don't necessarily think that's true. Maybe counting stats, but whatever. I'm not going to dither with Giannis about it. Back to the quote. But it doesn't even matter. I've tried to avoid this conversation at all costs. I don't ever want to drive a narrative and have my kids seeing their father whining about an award because at the end of the day, it's all a part of history. I don't want to win that way. That's a pretty clear perceived slight, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's almost like there's only one other guy who's been sort of doing that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's almost like uh, it's almost like uh, of the top three MVP candidates, one is saying he doesn't even want to win it. Uh, what the other one's Giannis, and that leaves one other guy, Ty, who's just been complaining in the media, saying how badly he wants to win this. Uh, yeah, uh, but hey, he did hit all those shots against the Celtics that we did appreciate. Um, which the one seed would have come down to the last day had he not done that, because Boston did beat Toronto twice. So if Embiid wants to, you know. Cry his way to an MVP, whatever. I still think it's stupid. Giannis did confer. He said, I think he said, hell bleeping, yeah, I want it. So he does want MVP every year. He's just not going to talk about it, which I think is the optimal place for a superstar player to be. This is the other, I think, best quote from the thing. He also said, maybe people are tired of me. I'm tired of me. Mariah's probably tired of me, which I thought was pretty funny. He also said this, quote, I'm extremely blessed to have two MVPs. I could plot a lot of facts and data to make a case for myself on why I feel people are discrediting my game, but I'm here to win a championship, and that goal will never change. I will never go out here to create a narrative and say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the most handsome guy, and you should look this way because I'm the coolest. No, that's not me. I really believe from the bottom of my heart that eventually I'll get another one. Until then, I'm trying to get that second ring. Also, at the Bucks ceremony to honor him pregame on Friday, that, well, they didn't tell him, by the way. He said in here. He didn't know that was happening. So that was a nice surprise for Giannis because he is now the leading scorer, assister, and games plater in Bucks history. Um, he pointed and pretty much told the crowd he's going to get that second ring this year. So that kind of confirms the Chris report. This Bucks team, I don't think they're going to enter with maybe the same slow start that we've seen. I think they're pretty motivated to go get another one after the way last playoffs ended. I think their slow start was this end to the regular season. Yeah, seriously. They took this time to like recover, and now they're just like, okay. They, they've gotten full game six Braun in Boston mode. Oh, I love that. It, this is all fun and games until they're down in the fourth quarter of game one against Chicago or something stupid like that. But I, I hope it's different. I hope we see a, a faster start. I hope we see more consistent offense this playoffs. I think some tweaks that will help with that. Brooke being a better offensive player, Ingles and Crowder. Should help a lot with the offense as well. Playing Javon and the way he shot the ball. Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons for optimism that they are going to be able to blaze through this thing a little bit more. Uh, anything else stand out to you from the Giannis article or any injury stuff? I don't know. Also, it, it was uh, speaking of that pregame ceremony, it was really cool to have Ray Allen back. Yeah. And Jim and uh, John Hammond. They got a lot of fun yeah, characters in the building for that. Yeah, but isn't that the first time Ray Allen's come back? Yeah, pretty sure. At least, like, you know, publicly. And really, I had a fantastic, phenomenal interview with Zora Stevenson mid-game. Usually, I don't like when they don't show the game for something, but that game was not a real game. And the Ray stuff was really good. I mean, he spoke really candidly about saying, like, he never had a problem with the city. He always loved playing here, everything else, like the way it ended. He didn't hold that against Milwaukee. And I think it seemed like he, he got a— just hold that against George Carl. Which he should. I mean, yeah, which I everyone in Milwaukee yeah, does. Yeah, so. we do too. We're on the <laughs> same page, Ray. <laughs> we we all hate George Carl, Ray. We're all good. A couple people were saying he might have to suit up for a couple of minutes in that game. He looks good. Yeah, I think he's going to look like that forever. Honestly, he looks he looks incredible. Got we got the we got the Giannis Ray Allen picture in Milwaukee. It's just yeah, it's fantastic. The vibes the vibes are immaculate. Ty heading into this postseason. I, this is what they need a Ring of Honor. They need to start that because right now they only have retired numbers and they can't retire Ray Allen's number, clearly, because it's Giannis Antetokounmpo's number now. But they need to honor Ray in some other way, I I think. I mean, he was one of 
the the central figure in one of the four like successful periods in franchise history. Um, so that that they need to I think recognize that a little bit more. I mean, there's the seventies, the eighties, basically two thousand one, but you know they were a little good around that. And then of course now the Giannis and Bud era. Also Bud putting himself in legendary company as we've talked about with all the winning, all the one seeds, everything else. So. For sure. It, it's th- there needs to be something done to like actually be able to sell like Michael Red too. Like, yep. Yeah, again. His jersey his jersey's not going to get retired obviously. Yeah. Uh it's uh it, it, they just need to do something that they can do to celebrate these guys because they are pillars of the franchise and they should be treated as such. Yeah. 100%. 100% agree. Um let's talk about any takeaways from these two games. Bucks lost both to the Grizzlies and Raptors. Neither very I'll say Mostly competitive. In the second halves, both of the other teams pulled away. But a, a pretty healthy – I mean, Steven Adams and, and Brandon Clark are out. But, like, the Grizzlies were playing their guys for most of the game. And the Raptors, I think they were without Fred Van Vliet and Siakam. But they were playing, like, Trent. I know Ananobi might have not played either. But they played Trent, Scotty Barnes, a lot of their players as well. Um, Pirtle, I think, played in that game as well. Both games pretty close through half. And then the other teams kind of pulled away in the third and fourth quarters. You know, a lot of Thanasis, a lot of Lindell. I thought Lindell looked really good. Did you see the history he made? Yeah, he was the first, uh, what is it, 20 and 10 guy off the bench? No, or in his no. first career start? In his first career start since Isaiah Thomas. Pistons mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas. The good one. Old Sorry. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Bigger Isaiah Thomas. More. Nah, I'm not going to hate him. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, but congrats to Lindell, who I thought his finishing looked really good. I think the shot is still his biggest question, but I think we're we're throwing him in the locked room with some other guys with the Noah, I think, and hopefully Lindell can stick around with the Bucks over the offseason and and have a shot to compete for one of those, you know, fifteen spots next year versus one of the seventeen that he's been on these last couple of years. Yeah. I think the Bucks should just buy the Noah technology so no one else can use it. Honestly, like Jimmy Haslam, if you if you want to if you want to prove that you're that you're all in spending wise, just buy Noah. Yeah, buy him out and only put him in the Bucks stuff. Yeah, is that is that the new um? What's the I can never remember his name. The Dirk shooting coach, like that was the huge advantage uh, for Chip the Mavericks. England? No, there's a German. No, guy. it was a uh, Holger. Holger, yeah, yeah. That's the new Holger or Chip England is just the Noah technology. I, honestly, yeah. I mean, why not? Am I am I promoting monopolization here? I have no idea, but here I am. Uh, we'll forgive it on. in this one case. Swiftly. Uh, but Lindell, Lindell looked really good. It was fun seeing TA out there after all the noise, that's, like the discourse that's yeah. been happening. Can we just talk about quickly, like, TA is an NBA player. I think yeah. people people take it too far. We all know why he's on the roster. We all get it. But like when he plays, like he he's not. It's not like he, you're like, oh, he shouldn't be on the court at all. Like he had a, he's had a twenty and ten game. He's had a double double. He had a double double. He had a twenty seven point game last season. Like his athleticism is top percentile. He gets a couple dunks every game. He's a good if over aggressive defender. He's not the worst player on the Bucks fifteen man roster. He's not the worst player in the league. Is he a rotation caliber player? No. There's a lot of those in the NBA. So the fact that Gary had to pretend to be doing some actual substantial work, something that mattered, which has not happened in years, to just a shit on TA was just stupid. And I saw Giannis, who I, I know Giannis doesn't usually control his own posting. I think the Bucks do a lot of his posting for him. 
I think he did one himself because he put like hell yeah or fucking A TA or something like that. He was pretty fired up about one of the TA box scores. But yeah, I mean, he looks like TA. I, I, is he going to play a rotational role on the Bucks next season? No. Yes. But oh. is he important to the team? I mean, yes. Giannis talked about what he does for the team and his spirits and how everyone likes him. We know how much he does for Giannis in particular, coaching him up during timeouts and keeping him focused. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's just pointless to litigate TA's position on the team. I think it's just dumb. It, it is really dumb, and I'm glad TA got to go out there and actually show, yeah, I'm, by the way, I'm an actual NBA player. Yeah. By, by the way, also, just in general, the last day of the regular season was wild. Drunk. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Wolves with the play-in thing. Haslam shooting threes. Haslam's- Dunking? Has it I think, like they should have played him, dude. Like they played, they played some pretty bad centers over him this year. Like <laughs> he should have maybe suited up more. Like, like this, I, I, you, you mentioned the shooting threes. I think him catching a lob is more impressive than that. Yeah, I remember. Didn't Hero Hero try to throw him one, and he just like crumbled down. <laughs> he just fell out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> that was like two ready seasons for this ago one. or something. But, uh, yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's an all, also another guy. Udonis Haslam. He's in the league. Yeah. Apparently, he's pretty Theo good. Pinson's I don't know. The Theo Pinson had a triple-double. Yeah. Last day of the so. season stuff, man. Cam Thomas had another 48-point game. Theo Pinson had a triple-double. Oh, my God. Peyton Fritchard had a 30-point triple-double? He did for Him, Havlicek, and Bird are the only three players to have his stat line in Celtics history. <laughs> it's going to be a great uh. piece of trivia someday. Maybe that's why he requested a trade. Yeah, he's he's like, hey, I'm ready to fly here. Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't putting me in the, the rarefied air that I clearly deserve to be in with John Havlicek, Larry Bird, and me. Fast PP. I'll tell you Fast if PP. I was the best PP in Celtics history, many are saying. Um, the only PP in Celtics history to put up that stat line. Just, yeah. That's the truth. Um, it is. I, if I was an NBA GM and my roster was just terrible, I would trade like four seconds for Cam Thomas and just like, Maybe he's a star after all. I don't know. You play him 40 minutes, he gets you 40 points. Yeah. I mean, why not? That's pretty good scoring efficiency. In yeah. terms of points per minute, I wouldn't say the yeah. actual efficiency. but Listen, hey, he gets buckets. He does. Call him call him Michael Beasley. All of his coaches hate him, but he gets buckets. <laughs> maybe that's a red flag, but yeah, not, maybe. Uh, not, not but for also, our team. These are Brooklyn Nets coaches we're talking about. So, you know. Not really an org. I trust their opinion on much. I guess that's they got Mikhail right, but otherwise, no. That's fair. He's the first first guy since Josh Smith to play 83 games in a season. Yeah, because he played four seconds. Which, by the yeah. way, people are upset about. I, I don't have a problem with it because the point – it's it's he was available for the game. Yeah, Like he could have played the game, and I feel like that's a fine – it's fine to play your four seconds and just be like, hey, I, like if the game mattered, he clearly would have played. Like if, if they still had to secure six – so I didn't have a problem with that. It's like he's able to play. Like, well, why not? Like, whatever. That's fine. Good for him. good for Mikhail and his insane Iron Man streak of not missing any games. Yeah, I, I support it. I support yeah. it. I'm Team Mikhail to the Bucks, so it's all good. Kind of think the Blazers might sniff around, which is pretty. Yeah, they, yeah see what they can get for Dame. N- see what they can get for Shaden Sharp and another lottery pick and etc. and etc. I can't. I can't wait. Did you see Dame drop some quotes about? I don't know if I'm if I'm geared up to be with these guys. He said he's not. He said he's not. And their their whole org. I mean, I was listening the hoop collect another hoop collective plug. Ooh. Fun show, dude. Honestly, um, 
the whole like Joe Cronin was like, yeah, we're not doing this again. And Chauncey was like, I can't wait to have a team that I can really show what I've learned as a coach. I was like, Jesus. So yeah, that's gonna be a big summer there, I think. It's okay. That that Dame loyalty quote's gonna hit so hard it in is. like a week. I you know, there will be teams sniffing around Chris Middleton, is what I learned from listening to that episode though. They didn't name Chris, but the Blazers need a star, the Mavs need to do something, the Lakers always will, the Heat are always sniffing around. Like there's teams that really need some sort of star, and I just don't know what's going to be out there this summer. It sounds like Beal's not moving. I think the Bulls could sneakily get a lot of stuff for some of these guys, but I doubt they will. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting offseason, to say the least, depending on how this playoff run goes, Ty. Real and, quick, uh, Jay Crowder yeah. in those two games looked good. Played a lot. He did. I, they wanted to get his conditioning going. The shot looked good. The passing, scoring at the rim looked a little better. The defense looks good. You know, very excited that he's getting his minutes up. I think he's going to be ready to play a big role, maybe even start this playoff run. Really excited about the way he's looked overall and what he adds to this Bucks team. For sure. I, th- I don't know if I've said this on the pod or not, but I, 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 most people know I don't own any Bucks gear, Bucks jersey, anything. If the Bucks win the title this year, I'm getting a custom Bossman 99 jersey. Oh, that's fire. I like that a lot. Yep, that's what I'm doing. Guaranteed. If what, the Bucks do, win the title, out which one? No. Mm. You know, it's really sad they don't have the Cream City anymore. Oh, my God. The Cream, the Cream City, City boss, boss man, man would have gone would go in. hard. Yeah. We should have had the foresight to order those a couple years ago just in case. <laughs> yeah, we should. Could you imagine me on a pod after they traded for Jay Crowder if I had my ordered in 2019 Bossman 99 Cream City jersey? 
Oh man, that, that would be would the be, biggest flex that be of all time. Here. That would be in a case, I think. Boss, you man. don't even tell you don't tell anyone that you did it too. Oh, You're just like waiting. That would waiting be insane. Yeah, because you can't order them anymore. So, you, oh man. Anyway. It's like, by the way, guys, I yeah. have this. You show the date of your purchase as well. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I've been knowing. The <laughs> That'd be, be the good. biggest flex of that all would, time. That'd be a huge flex. But yeah, Bossman looked great. Uh, just just seeing the offensive versatility that he has in terms of like his passing, like what he can do a little bit off the bounce, off the catch. It's good to see he's still getting acclimated to this team. And I don't know, it, he'll be a fun addition, especially if uh, Grace and Chris and Pat are a little hobbled to start the playoff. Yeah. One more interesting note I wanted to mention. Something Marcus Johnson said I want to dig into with you here before we move on to the play-in games. So he said, even if Chris is a little banged up, he's basically saying, I think the Bucks are going to be good because they have these four players. Giannis, correct. Drew, sure. Brooke Lopez, yep. Core four, DPOY, should be DPOY, sure. Bobby Portis was the fourth name that Marcus said because of the way his scoring has been heating up, what he's been doing lately for the team. And I was like, huh, I think it's so – Bobby's role in all of this is so fascinating because – on the one hand, he is certainly the best scorer after the core four. I mean, Bobby is – it's pretty unquestionable. He might be the best scorer after the the big three. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually don't know if who's scoring more, him or Brooke, this year. It's probably kind of close. I think Brooke probably just for minutes. But, you know, based on what he – like the way – different ways he can score when he's on, the problem is he's not always on. But I think this could be – I mean, this could be a, a bigger playoff run maybe for Bobby than we're expecting, especially if Chris is a little hobbled. Like, if he's able to continue being like a 20 and 12 guy off the bench in limited minutes, but just giving you that almost every game, that I think probably makes the Bucks a little unbeatable because those lulls on offense are what gets the better of them. If Bobby's able to bring that more consistently, I was thinking about it more. I was like, that is pretty intriguing. I hope they can get more out of his skill set. Also, his threes have been looking a lot better over the tail end of the regular season. Yeah, um, I've, I've noticed, and the, uh, the the listeners have also noticed a trend of guys shooting performances going up after they've appeared on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Bobby so, does a Bobby does a full Euro step. He's shooting 50-50-100 the playoff run is what I'm hearing. So That's what I'm hearing. But also hearing. Uh, to, to, to talk about the scoring, uh, in 30.4 minutes per game, Brooke Lopez is averaging 15.9 points. In 26 minutes a game, Bobby Portis is averaging 14.1. So Bobby, so, the more efficient, uh, the, the the more per minute, uh, yeah. per minute score, higher yeah. per minute scoring. Has he got to be what, like third on the team per minute? I'd assume so. I would guess like it's that. Giannis, Chris, and, or Giannis Drew. Or maybe, maybe Chris still. Actually, I, I would bet it's Giannis Drew Bobby. I'm going to pull up the per 36. Uh, no, Giannis, Chris, Drew, Lindell, Bobby. Shout out to Lindell. Lindell Wigington. Bobby per 36, though, is 19, 13 boards, two assists. Effective season, up to 37% from three now. Yeah, especially after we started off cold. And uh, one thing I was worried about with Bobby Portis' three-point shot coming back uh, is, is he going to have to sacrifice his two-point percentage for that? And even though that's probably dipped a little bit, it's he's turning into like he's become this all around scoring threat. Like he can hit you in the post, he can hit you on your turnarounds, he can get he can get those catch and shoot threes, he can do whatever he needs you to do. Uh so it's it's Bobby Portis. I agree with Marcus. I think Bobby Portis is like a major, major weapon for this team. 
he has been all season. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we saw when Bobby Portis had that injury, the Bucks go on a winning streak. Yeah. And you say, oh, it's because Bobby is, uh, you know, it's because Bobby's out. No, it's probably because Chris Middleton came back. Yeah. And not because of Bobby Portis being injured. And it's wild. Like when Chris Middleton and Bobby Portis play, hey, wow, this team is pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost like it's not automatic correlation equals causation because there's external factors affecting the likelihood and outcomes as well. Uh, lesson well, for all but, of you out there. Yeah, um, and I also think excited about. I think Bobby's added that that baseline runner has been a really yes. good shot for him. I, I really like the way he's incorporated that. I, you know, maybe he gets chased off the three point line too easily sometimes. Although again, the last couple of weeks it feels like he's knocking him down a lot more consistently. But when he gets to that baseline, if he gets any space, which you know, given the rest of the Bucks' offensive weapons, there's usually some space around Bobby. He is like cashing those at a very high clip. That's been pretty exciting to see. Just like anytime someone gets a move that they're like, oh, yeah, you can really trust him on that. That's good. And of course, Bobby's always had good post footwork and had that mid-range jumper. But sometimes I think he defaults to shooting a little too far away, even if he does have space. I feel like he's making an effort to get a little closer before he lets go of the shot. And I think it's helped him a lot. Especially considering like he's not the most like, contact heavy finisher so it's yeah. like if he gets chased off the three-point line your your major inclination is like oh i'm gonna go attack the rim now that's not really bobby's game so hitting that little runner especially considering like when he's tried to do that in the past he's like drawn he, he's 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 gotten charges because he just like runs into the guy uh but he's really he's really stepped it up because he's starting to go up higher he's starting to use vertical momentum instead of just horizontal momentum to sort of get that little runner floater off and it's become a really, really effective shot. I'm glad you brought that up, Ty. Thank you. And the uh, shooting thing, to put some numbers to that, Bobby shot 35.7% in March from three, which is not great. 60% in four April games. So he was knocking them down. Also in April, Bobby just casually averages 20 and 10 and over an assist per game. So he has been that microwave scorer. I mean, he's taken over some games, especially when guys were sitting out. So hopefully if there is any lull with Grayson or even Chris playing, Bobby can step up and continue to be that. Because I do think even if defensively he's not a guy you want closing games, there's always going to be value in someone being able to come in and just get buckets. And I think especially for the Bucks, that's something they've struggled with. If Bobby can just go in there and give you 10 points in a quarter here or there, that's going to be a big deal. It is going to be a big deal. Man, this team is so deep. I know. They're so deep. This is going to be a generational playoff run for the Milwaukee Bucks tie. Um, should we talk about playing now? Yeah, let's talk about the play Potentially going to face. Should we do, do both conferences or just East? Let's do both. We'll start with the East, but we can do the West later too. I'm going to do my picks as well. So I'll tweet this later too. But every postseason before each round, I'm going to do the play-in as its own round. I pick the, the each series and it's a dollar per game off and it multiplies. So first is a dollar, second is $2, etc. Um, and basically it's a dollar per game off. And if you get the series wrong, it's your game's pick plus the other one. So that's when it really gets you. Uh, I would encourage other people to do this too. I donate the total amount to charity at the end. I am going for the Drew and Lauren Holiday Foundation to benefit black owned businesses and startups, which I think is very important. Um, but you know, pick your own charity. Feel free to do that one or a different one if you want to join me in this, but it is a fun way to track all the series. So I'm excited to get that started again this year. I think the first round in the West, you know, I might be eating some ramen this later this month because it's going to be some pretty tightly contested series out there. I don't think I'm going to get most of those right. But for the play-in, let's start with 7-8, Miami-Atlanta. 
I feel strongly Miami will win this in Miami. Yeah, this is. I, I think this is going to be a Miami game. That the the Hawks are in shambles. We already have some reporting that the. I think it was from KOC that the, the uh, the Hawks have like greenlit. Uh, you can go seek Trey Young trades, maybe. Whoa, I didn't see maybe? that. I could be wrong. Let me fact check. That. I I saw somebody in. I, I was in a group chat where someone was saying it's like throwing out Trey trades, but I didn't really know why. That would be very uh-huh. Hawks to just put that out there. Yeah, just right before we yeah, play. Yeah, no, it's real. It's game. real. So KOC reported that they're 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 letting people sniff around Trey Young, basically. Yes. Huh. There's a player uh, I right, don't want anywhere near my team. The season's not over for the Hawks. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I mean, well, hey, the Mavericks said, you know what? Josh Green needs rest. We're not gonna we're not gonna try anymore, Luca. Sorry. You know what'd be fun? Trey Young for Luca. Who says no? Um, I'm gonna see the Mavs <laughs> pretty yeah. quickly. Uh, but but I, uh, I think I think the road teams have like barely ever won in the play-in games. I think the home teams have won almost all of the games, if I remember. Maybe the the third game, not always, but I think in the first two, I think seven and nine have a big advantage historically. It's been like two years, but yeah, and especially considering like the, the Clippers were a weird team last year where they were without Paul George, yeah, and then they which lost. is happening again, by the way. Yeah, they're not in the play-in, <laughs> but they, at least they have Kawhi this time. Yeah. For you know, uh, for to start the series, and whatever's whatever's going on with uh, Bones Highland and Mason Plumley, <laughs> funniest beef just, ever. Just, I saw someone say uh, they're just debating who's the greatest Nugget ever. Yeah, between them. Uh, but but yeah, Miami. I, Miami, I believe, takes this game pretty easily. The Hawks are kind of in shambles. Yeah, I don't trust uh, them. I don't trust them at all. I mean, Miami. They have the best player out of this play-in bunch. Yep. I, th- I think they should be able to wrap this up pretty easily. But then again, the, the Heat have been a very weird team, so I could see them losing by 40. Like I couldn't. I, I also think what plays into this, I mean, you know, you can still make the playoffs if you lose this first game. I think if you're Miami, and I know I've talked about this from the Bucks' perspective, I think you've got to be pretty motivated to play Boston versus Milwaukee because they have historically had pretty good success against Boston. Again, that uh, like that crazy Celtics team, they brought them to seven games and almost won the series last year versus Milwaukee, I just think the spacing just dooms them against the Bucks. So I feel like the Heat have to be focused on winning this. And then hey, let's, you know, let's give Boston some some real competition in the first round versus Milwaukee, where we know Giannis and Brooke are going to take away everything. And unless Jimmy and Bam decide to start shooting threes all of a sudden, it's just going to be so hard for them to score. Yeah, it's just so I don't know, man. I don't trust any of these teams. I trust I, Miami I, the most. I just don't like them against the Bucs. But I think they win. I'm picking Miami for sure. Miami yeah, and one. My, <laughs> Miami and one against Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a pretty safe pick. I think that's the easiest of these three games to really predict. I have no idea where I'm going with Toronto, Chicago. Yeah, I don't know either. This could go either way. I, I guess I might go Chicago. I wanted to, so it would be more fun. I'm going to go Toronto. I just – the Bulls oh, Nick Nurse already quit. I know. Like, so the, their team did too. I mean they just got drubbed twice in a row by the Celtics. But the Bulls quit too. They didn't play anyone against the Mavs. They won that game by default. I I can't – I don't think either of these teams cares to be honest. Well, they, the, Mav, the, the Bulls were already locked in. I guess the Raptors were too. But I'm saying like – I, I'm saying that the Bulls have the higher ceiling. Well, the Raptors could have moved up to eight until like the very last day, I think. 
Well, they finished with the same oh. record at Atlanta. I mean, it must have not been over for too long. No. They, they could have moved up in those um, Celtics games where they were pretty lifeless. That much is clear. Well, I, I yeah. just uh, they don't want to. I'll be take here. the Bulls then. I'll take the Bulls. I'll take the Raptors. We can we can face off in this depressing okay. ass game. That is going to be the worst high stakes game I could ever imagine. Just Demar. I guess Demar in Toronto. That's a fun. That's probably your best bet. Is right. Demar goes goes home and goes off. Yeah. Cool. I could see right. that happening. I mean, I Demar would rather, going off for fifty to eliminate the Raptors would be a fun story. It would. I, I know you don't care. I would rather not see the Raptors because I think it's just an annoying first round for the Bucks. So I would rather the Bulls win because I mean, it's Bulls Hawks. It's like okay, then I'm with you on Bucks in four. Like I don't think. I know I said in five against Atlanta. This cleaner bill of health has me thinking they're just going to sweep, especially if they are fired up to start. Those teams just can't defend them at all. Like no, 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 no shot. Whereas at least Toronto can play some defense in the post and everything else. So I would like if the Bulls won, but I think the Raptors will win. I've got a dollar on this, Rohan. I can't just pick for the memes here. I'm not even picking for the memes. I think the Bulls have a higher offensive ceiling. They already have they a do. good defense. Yeah, it's like, weirdly. Yeah, they have, they have a higher offensive ceiling. They have the higher ceiling for their offensive players. I think they have more potential to have an outlier performance because of the talent that they have. They and I really, than, really, really want Milwaukee to play Chicago again. That would be I would like that too. I think that's a less the less travel for the Bucks no, in round no. one is is going to be elite. Is um it can it be called a revenge series for the Bucks if they're pissed they lost one game? I think so. <laughs> I think like, Grayson's gonna go off again. Oh, Alex yeah. Caruso's like injured, isn't he? Uh, um, I don't know. I, I think he's got to be ready. To I, I've heard, now. Ty, that he's the best perimeter defender in the NBA. No question. <sighs> you know, some I people think John Hollinger remember. never wants to work in a front office again. He's, you know what? He's He's got it locked down. The trade for Alex Caruso. Go right ahead. Um, Drew Holiday. I just think there's no one even close, personally, but whatever. Okay, so then. Well, I guess we have to pick technically a different third game here. Again, this is then the the this is the game that decides who the Bucks play. They will find out. I think, I think the West. I think Denver finds out the later that night. The Bucks are one of the last two teams to find out who they will play. Which Huge is why advantage. they play Sunday instead yeah, of Saturday. Exactly. Um, so it so will. They be, find out on Friday. Yeah, they'll find out on Friday. Is it really not till Friday? I thought it was yeah. Thursday. Oh wow. I'm pretty sure it's Friday, but I can check. Either way. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Friday. So Friday night, it will be the loser of Miami-Atlanta against the winner of Toronto-Chicago. So according to our picks, we have Atlanta playing either Toronto or Chicago. Who do you have winning your version of that, Rohan? I think, unfortunately, Atlanta. Yeah. I think uh, I, I when I mentioned offensive ceilings, I think Atlanta has a higher offensive ceiling than Chicago. Uh, but... I don't know. Maybe the it's, it's going to be close for sure. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to pick Atlanta by default because I think they do. They have the best player in that game. No. Who's the best player in that game? I, I think I think DeRozan is best. The best player in that game. That's fair. Trey That's is fair. the best player see. if you like box scores. If you like, oh look, thirty and ten, and they went five hundred again. That's crazy. Really cool. Really good. All NBA player because. He loses half the time. Congrats. Doesn't move me. Yeah, it's 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 a tough call. That's why I'm saying like maybe because Atlanta will have, be the home team, they have a little bit of an advantage there. 
Yeah, I think that. I I, I mean, I, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because I don't want to. I, I, if I pick Atlanta, I'm just picking chalk every game, which is boring. If I pick Toronto, I'm then picking Bucks Raptors, which I don't want. I kind of wish I'd pick Chicago. Um, you can still change your mind. Though. No, I'll just take the Hawks. I'll be boring. God, yeah, that's, doing, that game I'm would doing suck. Hawks over Bulls. Uh, no, you know what? I'll pick the Raptors. I think they would win. I just think the the Hawks are losers. I just think they're losers. They so play, are the Raptors. So are the Bulls. I know, but I think they're so more, are the Heat. I think they're. I think the Hawks are more losers. Fair. They're they're whiny losers. How about that? Yeah, I just they're just uh, they just don't move me at all. I think the Raptors have been pretty good since they got our actual team together. Their stupid experiment failed, and they got a good center, and suddenly they're like so. Ener- Except they're not energized; they lost all their energy because their coach is quitting on them after running them into the dirt for five years. <sighs> These games. Like, hey guys, by the way, I'm I'm putting so many miles on your legs. Also, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Good luck with the rest of your careers. I the East playing serious. The only reason the West playing probably won't pertain to us at all. I want to talk about it because the games actually are fun. These, this play-in sucks. The bottom of the West is definitely better than the bottom of the East. Yeah, the top of the East is better than the top of the West, but the bottom of the West is better than the bottom of the East. And the midsection, too. I mean, starting at four, it's like Suns, Clippers, Warriors. It's like, okay, that's a pretty convincing I mean, middle. It is. They, they have a very... Uh, um, balanced. They have a, they have a very balanced economy, something that Steph Curry probably wouldn't like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nice. You know what I learned, by the way? Yeah. I don't know who told me this. Uh, that the the houses that Steph Curry was complaining about are oh, yeah. like two, three million dollar houses. Those are those are broke boy houses for him, though. And it's like, what is happening here? Uh, Nimby stuff. Ridic- ridiculous. But regardless, uh, yeah, the, the best three teams, I think, in the NBA are in the Eastern Conference. So I think it's fair. Yeah, I mean, it has to be. I mean, yeah, there's not going to be the ten best teams in the, uh, in the in the East. Okay, but for the West play-in for the seven-eight matchup, we have the Los Angeles Lakers versus the the fighting Minnesota Timberwolves, and then in the nine-ten we have the Pelicans versus the Thunder. The Mavericks are out. No reason to say that. I just wanted to say <laughs> it again. Um, so for Lakers Wolves, I think it's hard to pick against the Lakers yeah, right I now, considering. Uh, Jaden McDaniels broke his hand. Yeah, tried, he punched a wall. Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson. Got sent home to France. Uh, <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Maybe a little France somewhere in Minnesota. Not quite real France. But just what the what the hell is happening, Ty? The Wolves like it's like they literally they're riding the bike and they just grab the stick and put it in their spokes for no reason at all. Just a stupid. Horror. And they won the game because Ant is that good. And and Cat had a really good game too. And I was kind of like, maybe you should send Gobert home for the next game. Maybe that would be a good thing. They probably need him for Anthony Davis, who's playing quite well right now. But yeah, no, I know. It sucks because, you know, we talked about the Lakers a decent amount, just kind of giving people a heads up like, hey, they might actually be good now. And I think people get sick of hearing about them. They're clearly the best team in either play-in, and I, I think they're going to stomp, stomp all over the Wolves. That said, I mean, big moment for Ant and Cat, honestly. I, I'm not ruling imagine? the Wolves out entirely, but I am going to pick the Lakers for sure. Do you think Gobert plays? I don't. Yeah, I do. I do. I think they already put it out there that, you know, heat of the moment, whatever. 
I, I think, think it, didn't, it, it didn't Gobert have like a fake apology too. He was like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have reacted regardless of what was said. Yeah. I mean, what was said according to Woj? He was like, hey, dude, block some shots. Hey, dude, grab a rebound. Call him an F and B as well. That yeah, came know, out. Woj <laughs> tweeted it, and I, I, I really want to hear Woj he say censored, the quote. He censored one word, but not the other. It was yeah. funny. Woj is like, respectful. Is he? No. Yeah, no, I was like, I, 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 was like <laughs> I was like, why are you censoring the F word but not the B word? Oh, I, I had it backwards. I didn't remember his. And he's he's disrespectful, which we did. Yeah, know. that's what I'm saying. Which is a rapper. <laughs> which is out here. He's that meme with the waves in an AirPod. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but uh, it's a. It's just so. It's so weird to see what the wolves are doing. Like, it's just it's just absolute chaos. I think the Lakers should easily win this game. Yeah. D'Lo revenge game too. LeBron's looking good again. Davis looks great. Yeah, I think I think the Lakers are going to be a problem for Memphis too. Um, in the first round. Yeah. I, I think it, it'd be really funny. We just can't let Shannon Sharp in the building uh, for any of those games. I don't think. Oh, LeBron, or we LeBron do. should bring him to every game. Yeah, LeBron should bring into every game. Just have maximum chaos. I'm fine with that. If it's we're in a, a bunch of high schoolers, and there's no way Ja can go a whole series without getting thrown out. What? <laughs> Put some polls up, see what Ja does. <laughs> hey, man. Um, ja needs to make some better choices. We'll see. Hopefully going forward he will. Uh, okay, the second game, New Orleans, Oklahoma. Zion's not playing ever. He plays 24 games a year. Um, kind of weird. I was like, oh, they, they were in, I, think, I don't know if it was Zach Lowe or somebody. It was like, oh, nobody wants to see if Zion's back in the first round. It was like, I don't know, man. I think they'd be okay. He's a great player, but I, I don't think he's unstoppable in a playoff format. We just don't yeah, really know. looks really good, though. Yeah, this, this week. That's kind of the whole problem with, with the Pelicans. I'm taking the thunder. Yeah, I'm I'm wow. 100% taking the thunder. Wow, I didn't think you would. Yeah, I'm taking the thunder. Uh they they have the best uh player outside of LeBron James in these. And they they might just have the best player. They, they might, might just have the best player. They might. I mean LeBron looks he looks better. Uh but Shea Gilgis Alexander might be first team all NBA. I think he should be first team all NBA this year. He's one of the six 30-point scorers in the league. He's a dynamic player, dynamic playmaker. Can get to the rim with ease. He has a plethora of moves to go to. I gotta rep Oklahoma. Uh, that's that's where my parents came when they first came to the U.S. Oh, nice. I live in Oklahoma, so I nice. got I got a soft spot for the city. That's right. Uh, and the state. Uh, it's uh, it, I, I'm I'm going all the way, Oklahoma City, baby. There you go. Well, I'm not going all the way, but I do say they beat the Pelicans. I then I think the Wolves beat them in the next round. I think the Thunder beat the Wolves. I think they're too young. I think the Wolves. I think the, so. Were the Wolves? No, they're not. I mean, they have Rudy Gobert. They have Slow Mo. They have all these other. Uh, yeah, the two, Mike they're gonna. Conley. Yeah, that's the problem. They have Rudy Gobert and Slow Mo. Those two are gonna deck each other in the game. I mean, I think they'll they'll squash it. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll get in another fight the next game, and the Wolves will be in true chaos. Imagine. But I, I think. I, you know, I like Shea better than Ant right now. I don't think it's a huge difference, though. Like, I think Ant is really getting to be close to that level as well. And I just think the Wolves, for as uninspiring as they are, they do have a much better and deeper cast. I love Shea and J-Dub. I just don't think there's enough there to get it done. I think it'd be fun, but... I mean, are we are we undervaluing the Jaden McDaniels absence? No. Who's their, who's their best perimeter defender, then? Ant, probably. Ant? Yeah. yeah. 
And then are you just? Oh, I guess the Thunder's a, best big man. Is that this is my issue with the Thunder? Yeah. Okay. Fine. The <laughs> other Jalen Williams. Sorry, other Jalen Williams. But that's it. That's all they have. They needed to get a center, and they just didn't do it. They traded away Mike Muscala, who maybe would have helped. Would have helped a lot, actually. Um, as, as What's Serge funny, Ibaka doing? <laughs> just vibing. We know he's just vibing. Maybe, uh, I mean, it will be hilarious, though, if, like, Isaiah Joe just hits a dozen threes and they get into Exactly. The, they, they have the variance factor. Uh, I think we, we I think the entire world glossed over that the, the Lakers signed Tristan Thompson. I did. I never saw. When did that happen? Yeah, it happened, like, two days ago. No way. Yeah. Did you get got? Did I get got? I don't think I got got. He's been on shows all year. No way. Did I get got? I'm going to be so upset if I no, got got. No, they did. They signed the... Tristan Thompson and Shaq Harrison. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be like 22 hours ago. What? This is insane. Did did they play in the last game? No, they no, didn't. I don't think so. What? Wow. I told you they 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 signed Tristan Thompson. He last played in 21-22. I don't know if you know this, Rohan, but the year is now 2023. <laughs> they had an open roster spot. This why wouldn't they sign him earlier? Well, the, uh, sorry, I have too many ESPN hits this week, but I'm not going to be in playoff coverage. So if you guys want to sign me, then is that what happened? I guess so. That's insane. Genie Boston want to pay him for the full salary? I just sure. I mean, if Tristan Thompson's playing in a real, maybe I'll pick against them after all. That's weird. I mean, good for Shaq Harrison, but like, yeah, Shaq, you know, whatever. Shaq Harrison but, at least played this year. Yeah, and I, played I'm for taking, the South Bay Lakers. I'm taking for I'm taking the Thunder all the way though. Yeah, well, to beat the Nuggets? No, yeah, okay. yeah. I think the Thunder the are making the finals. Thunder Bucks <laughs> finals. Uh, and I might pick the Thunder then. No, uh, Thunder <laughs> over the Wolves. Do you want to look at the first round at all? The rest of it. Sure, a little bit. We can Quickly. we can bounce around. Yeah. So I mean, Bucks, we, we're going to favor in four. Uh, you bullied me into it over whoever they play. I'll take them in five against Toronto, but I won't tell you that right now. Um, I think let's do the quicker ones first. I mean, I if we get it, I might just for like first round bold take for the fun of my bracket. I think I would pick Miami in seven over Boston. I don't really believe it, but I would pick it. I don't just believe. Try to manifest. I don't believe it. it. I don't believe it, but I think there's like a non-zero chance of it happening. Yeah. I, I think it's a good matchup for Miami. I just don't think they're good enough. But Jimmy has been sensational this year. Um, I, I would look forward to that series. Philly-Brooklyn is horrible. No one should Can you care imagine if we this. got that like two years ago? Though? I know. That's what people – at the beginning of this year. Yeah. It would have been Katie and Kyrie versus Embiid and Harden, and we just didn't get it. Ben Simmons, ben Simmons exists somewhere, yeah. Um, I mean, if, technically, it's wild. Benson is on this team still, but he's just yeah, not going to He's play. shut down already for the, for the season. Very yeah. sad. But if Brooklyn takes a game, that's an upset, and I would be happy if they did it. But they're they're bad. They're not. Mikhail Bridges' revenge game also? Yeah, sort of, yeah. I think his mom might still work for the Sixers. He has inside info. Ooh. And and you know moms. They're going to give it to this. Yeah. yeah. But, moms uh, are the best. Shout out moms. Shout out moms. But I, I that, this is the worst first-round series by far. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think Knicks Cavs is probably maybe the best. It's good. It's the it's the best in the East for sure. Yeah, like most compelling. Probably. Probably, I can see. It's just like, I think the Cavs win the series. Yeah, I do too. 
and it's probably going to be in like six games, but I could yeah. see it being a really close six games. Yeah, I, it, I could see it going the other way as well. I'm going to pick Cavs, Same. I'm pretty sure. I just, it, I think it's going to be tight. I do agree with you on that. Like, I'd be really surprised if one team walked away with all their wins. Yeah, it'll it'll be a it'll be a good good matchup to say the least. We but, would uh, be yeah, the east the east outside of that matchup is pretty much chalk. We would be pretty happy if the if the Knicks won, right? Oh, we'd be ecstatic. I think that's a better matchup for the Bucks. Yeah, just without the we, size to really. Yeah, because it's like who's who's the best bit? Like it's Giannis and Brooke versus Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randle. I'll take yeah. that over Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Like, yeah, even if I still think the Bucks are going to make the the Cavs' lives offensively really, really hard with their personnel, the Cavs can do kind of the same. And yeah, I think that is just trickier. It's that it's that meme where it's like the Cavs like to play big and physical, and if the Bucks are like jokes on you. I'm into that shit. Exactly. <laughs> that is literally that series. Like that's like yeah, okay, us too, but more so. Like us, us yeah. too, but better. You think you you think you know darkness? I was born in the shadows. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think I I, I like the Bucks. Ch- I really I obviously like the Bucks' chances of getting through to the conference finals without getting pushed too hard. I think the Cavs would take probably two games, but. I, I like the Bucks. I think the Knicks. That might be Bucks in five, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think it's a sweep in the second round, but it should be fairly simple for Milwaukee. Um, but yeah, let's let's not get too ahead of ourselves. We want yeah. to talk about the the West here, and we will we'll preview each series as well. We're not gonna even yes, though we, we think will. the first round will be a walkover, we'll still preview the matchups and everything too. So GSPN is going to be in full force for yeah, this yeah. postseason, as every, we always we always game. kill it with not to pat ourselves on the back, but we well, kill it with maybe postseason a little bit. content. It's deserved, and we do it all for you guys. Yeah, uh, but Nuggets so versus the. Yeah, tell a friend, share the show. Like, I mean, if if you enjoy the content, I'm sure someone else will, and that helps us out a lot. So it it'd be appreciated. Yeah. Uh, Nuggets versus who did I say was the eight seed? The Thunder. Okay, uh, maybe that's the worst. I mean, that's going to be pretty bad too. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Nuggets are going to get absolutely clapped. The Thunder trying to guard Jokic is going to be pretty funny. Okay. Yes. As as much as a, the, it has been a bit, that would be a. It would be like. Very, very, very bad for Oklahoma. Yeah, and just the way – how hard it is to win in Denver. I, I just think Denver is going to – they should win the West. I don't think they will, but they should. Grizzlies-Lakers that we both think is going to happen. I'm taking Lakers. I'm, I might take the Lakers as well. I'm taking Lakers. I mean, I, the Grizzlies are good. They have big playoff problems. I think Steven Adams' loss is going to hurt. And, Brandon Clark. LeBron, AD, D'Lo, like good role players now. Austin Reeves is actually a good player. He's not as good as the media is going to say he is. This is the Caruso thing again, but he is a good player. I think Bron and Bron and AD exacerbate Jaron Jackson Jr.'s foul problems. As yeah, well. especially if he has to play center. I mean, they don't have enough big guys now. So. Especially, yeah, like uh, uh, like Brandon Clark, uh, Stephen Adams being out. It's just it's just it's a huge deal for the Grizzlies. Yeah, David Tillman. He's in, right? They have him. Is he? I think he's. I think he's around. I think he played against the Bucks. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. But that's I mean that's uh, it though for their bigs base. I think I mean now, now they have Kenny Lofton too. But if Kenny Lofton the man put up 42 points, I saw him play against the herd. The herd had nothing for him. Like he's he, a big dude. He's huge. He's really good in the post. Oh yeah, he's got the moves. He's like if uh, if Drew Timmy's game actually translated. Yeah, pretty much. That's the that's the extent of my college basketball. That's good. That was <laughs> there, good I you. used it all right I there. Like that. To, unfortunately, the Lakers have old Caitlin Clark and LeBron, so it's going to be kind of a big deal. 
Yeah. She's good. Excited to watch her. She's uh, oh, no, no. Like, my women's knowledge is made way better than my men's yeah. knowledge. Oh, no. I, I um, wasn't saying you didn't know. I was just saying Kayla Clark. No, I get good. Yes. Uh, and then King's Warriors. I think this is going to be the best series in the first. I think it's going to be 170, 170 every game, but I'm excited for it. It's going to be the best series in uh, in the entire first round, like you mentioned, I'm so I want the I'm so excited for the Kings tie. I'm so know, excited. they've been just... the best story in the league, and like their fans are electric. They are electric. Like the gold, Golden One Center yeah. just erupts every time they've been good, and it's just like in my my basketball watching like career. I should I guess I life know, tenure. I guess. Uh, the Kings have never been good. <laughs> like I've never seen a good Kings team since I've started watching NBA basketball, and I'm really excited. I've seen, I've watched the old games about like the like the Mike Bibby Kings and stuff, uh, like the the White Chocolate uh, Chris Webber Kings, and it's just like, man, that atmosphere looks so freaking fun, and I'm excited to see it back. I I think they have a shot to win this. I know everyone in the West in that middle tier wanted six to get this matchup. I I think they have a chance. I honestly think the whole series is going to come down to how much can Sabonis score on Draymond. Like how like if Draymond can shut down Sabonis to a certain extent, I think the Kings don't have enough. But they are they're so fast. I think the I think the Warriors is a bad draw for them. Like, whereas I picked the Lakers on Grizz, I think I would pick the Kings over the Lakers because I think that speed would bother the Lakers more. The Warriors are so perimeter focused. I think they can handle it. I don't know where I'm gonna what my pick is gonna be here yet. I still need to think about it more. I think it's gonna be a good series, though. I'm leaning Warriors. I think I'm I'm going Kings. It's gonna be I'm excited for it. Draymond's beam talk if the Warriors win is gonna be insufferable, but Oh, but the beam being lit after a playoff win is going to be gonna incredible. Be good. That's going to be good. I, I think if the More Kings were the first, should think about start installing a laser if they're bad. By the way, no, it just solves oh, yeah, the problem. Bad. It, I think, I think if the Kings win the first two games, they'll win the series. I think if they drop one, they won't. I think that's a pretty good take. Yeah, um, Phoenix Clippers. Really Honestly, sad. Paul George is out because this had the potential to be an all-time series. Yeah, but even without it, I think honestly the Clippers have a chance. They have a chance. I mean, if he can get back at some point, if he can get back and Kawhi, they can, didn't rule him out for the first the entire first round. No, that's like if they can get him back for their home games. I don't know. I just Kawhi. I think what's gone under the radar. Kawhi has been very good since All Star. Yeah, he's back. But I don't think he's the same guy defensively, and I think they kind of need him to be against Booker and KD. So I, I think the Suns are going to win this in five, to be honest. I just don't think the Clippers have it. I don't trust the Clippers. I'd say I don't Suns trust the Suns six. either, but I don't trust the Clippers more. I think Suns in six or seven, but Suns. Yeah. And then it's going to be Suns-Nuggets. The Nuggets better win that series, man. Yeah. They should. They should. I'm glad Kevin Wayne is in the other conference, though. I will tell you that. I'm so glad Kevin, Kevin Wayne and another superstar in the second round sucks, dude. <laughs> it's 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 not fun. Welcome welcome to our word, world, yeah. Jokic. <laughs> Whew. It's almost like MVPs persevere and go through it. Well, we'll see. Maybe maybe I'm Ty Ty. I've heard I've heard he he's a two time MVP with no All Stars. He shouldn't have any expectations. I <laughs> I hate that line of thinking. I do think the Nuggets would win that series. 
but um, I don't I don't love their chances while saying that. I think it's like the thinnest possible margin. I think the Suns are winning the West. God, if the Lakers win the West, that's going to be something else. I will. It's it's you can't it, going outside will be difficult. <laughs> um, there would be. I mean, narrative wise, LeBron Giannis would be a pretty fun finals, though. Oh yeah, it would be. It'd be really. It'd be really fun for the Bucks. Yeah, I I I like the Bucks in that matchup. To be honest with you, I really do. I like the Bucks a lot in that matchup. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one for Milwaukee. I think. So maybe go Lakers. <laughs> Yeah, I don't – I mean, honestly, I'd almost rather see Phoenix than Denver. Yeah, I think so. I just feel like the Bucks are more comfortable playing. Like, oh, okay, you have KD, another perimeter guy. We're used to playing Booker. We're used to playing KD. We know it's going to be a struggle, but we do – we kind of know – I mean, it's a different team, but it's still the same Phoenix team that never gets free throws. We're going to be more physical, get to the basket, make you shoot over, etc. I mean, you know, I never want to see KD, but Denver, it's just like – I don't know. The Bucks having home court helps a lot there. It's so hard to win in Denver, though, and I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, the Bucks have TA, so anything's possible. That's true. That I do That's think Giannis on Jokic is what they need to do eventually, which gets sticky in its own right. It's hard to play the Nuggets well. I would rather have it a is. different team take care of it. Exactly. I think that's that's the sentiment. But it's time, Ty. Playoffs are here. I, I guess the play-ins here. The yeah, play-ins. play-ins. Not, not playoffs. Which, by the way, it's, it's, so, it's so funny that the play-in games just don't count in terms of, like, NBA history. They're gone. Like, they, they just they're, – they're a race from history. They don't exist. People were – they were talking about, like, oh, the Hornets were 10th twice and lost. I was like, I have no memory of that at all. Like, these games yeah. really – I'll tell you that. And like, this, I'm, I'm saying the stats don't count. No, I know. They're just gone. Yeah. Because they're not playoffs, but they're not regular season. They're postseason. Nope. Somewhere the mid-series and tournament stats will join them. Actually, no, I think those are going to be regular season games. So probably yeah, not. The people, people's biggest min- misconception about the in-season tournament is that it's going to add games to the regular season, which yeah. it's not. I think it's going to add like one game to each of the, the like finalists. The final yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, I've always been pro mid-season tournament. But yeah, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. 500k a player i think the players will be motivated yeah i mean uh 500k i mean the all-star game i think is more than that and they don't really play but i mean 500k a player on the roster so it's like a min guy's getting like a third That's of the true. salary yeah right, it'll so. be fine i don't think it'll be a huice hit but i think it'll be fine it's like that's that's like the two-way salary <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how much those. I mean, if you're the two A guys are playing a lot in that game, then you're probably not getting your desired outcome anyway. But yeah, but uh, it'll be interesting for sure. But the postseason is right around the corner. The play-in games start tomorrow. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday right? April 11th. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see. We will have all this playoff coverage, box everything NBA here at gspn check out gspn.info for all the links ty i'm doing the outro do we have anything else to say uh no i don't listen to cruiser for a bruising the brewers are, yes. are really good we dropped an episode in here a lot of people listen to it so appreciate that go subscribe to cruising for a bruising uh make sure you're tuned in as adam and andrew cover the brewers like only they can literally there is no other brewers podcast that is like cruising for a bruising so check that it's out the, best. the kids are good the the brewers kids those adam and andrew are old but the brewers kids are really good and exciting so Listen to a couple of old guys talk about them. Who wouldn't want that? 
who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Just love the casual Adam and Andrew. I know. Andrew will hear it. He'll alert Adam that Adam would never hear this, but Andrew will We're going to hear this, hear this like Andrew. 10 minutes after we wrap yeah. somehow, even yeah. though like the pod won't be up. We'll hear like, hey, I heard that. Andrew. Andrew's going to say in our chat, hey, by the way, I heard you called us old. It's like, bro, this episode's not out yet. How'd you listen to us? <laughs> He's on the Nardwar energy. <laughs> Andrew is the best. Adam's the best. Yeah. Make sure you listen yeah. to Cruising for Bruising. Find that link at gspn.info. Um, in addition to all of our other podcasts, make time for this. Talk to the Tundra. Win and Six is also on this feed. Uh, Adam and Jordan are going to have you guys covered. We're going to do a lot of collabs. It's going to be a great time. GSPN, we are going to take their content to the moon during the postseason. As always, like I mentioned earlier, tell a friend, like Ty yeah. mentioned. It, it really helps out a lot. And people should enjoy it going into the postseason. So uh, it'll be a win-win situation. But uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this podcast platform of choice or watching this on youtube make sure uh leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice pod random and we will talk to you next time